iconic game characters. So, um, I mean, on the back of our last episode, which was the tier list for the PS4, so like our favourite games from the PS4, kind of ce- celebrating the PlayStation. I thought on the back of that, obviously, video games have been a big part of both of our childhoods, you know, growing up, and a big part of our adulthoods as well. <laughs> so I thought I'd pose a question to you, you know, what are some of your most iconic video game characters? Just before we get into that, we've got, I don't know if you're aware, but today um, it's either at one o'clock or nine o'clock, there's a PlayStation 5 event going on. So gaming yeah. reviews, um, new trailers, pricing as well. Yeah, that's, PlayStation. What most, that's the one I'm most interested in, finding out how much this bloody thing's going to cost. So today's a, a gaming day all round. So be interesting to see what happens. So when is that, I've, really quick, sorry, is that live on YouTube then? It'll be on YouTube, yeah. Oh, nice, I'll check that out. It'll come up as like a live event, you can just click yeah. on it and stuff, yeah. So when you think of games, like from a, from just before we get into our top five, say, when you think of games, do you think of you as a child or do you think of how it's impacted you now? I would honestly say more of me kind of early teens, I would say early teens so kind of the end of my not the end of my childhood but kind of the peak of my childhood so when I was like maybe 12 to like 17 something like that that's when I was into games a lot more I and mean, I'm still into games obviously big time now but it's just there's a few factors now it's like finding the time to sink into a game properly is obviously a lot harder now when you've got responsibilities and things and you've got jobs and yeah when I think of games, I look back on the days when we were in college and we were at school and you didn't really have any commitments and, you know, you, you could sit for seven hours in the evening and just play Halo. Like, that's what I think of. I think that's when I had the most fun with games. But I still get a lot of enjoyment out of games now. It's just the games I play now tend to be something I can dip in and out of quickly, like FIFA, Soul Calibur, something like that. Um, and it's changed quite a bit, actually. How about you? It's hard. I always sort of try and get feelings of. It's rare when you find a game that you really enjoy because, and and that sort of sticks with me. When you find one that you enjoy and you really get enjoyment out of it, that mm. tends to sort of that's like another coat on the coat hook type thing. It's like okay, that game is now in the memory bank as one that I fucking loved and played and stuff. Um, yeah. Whereas the the majority of them though tend to fade away. Do you know what I mean? Tend tend to sort of fly off into the background yeah, once sure, you've played them sure. and. So, but there are some outstanding games out there, which have definitely impacted the future for me. But this is it. So, I mean, not only have some of these games had an impact on us, but they've kind of impacted the industry and video games in general. I mean, there's. I mean, obviously, I won't go through them all, but some like some big standouts from my childhood. Like uh, we talk about every bloody episode, but like the original Pokemon games. Yeah. Just because. I remember holding this Game Boy in my hands and I was just mesmerised by how much content there was in this little cartridge that I was holding in my hand. And it was just... I got lost in that. I got lost in those games. And I, I know that you did as well. I mean, a, That was a massive part of my childhood, mm. the Pokemon games. Such a simple idea though, isn't it, as well? like It's just a basic RPG, but they're just so well done. How did you? How long do you actually sort of spend on the first few then? 
Do you remember? Oh, mate, honestly. I mean, I had literally, I had red, yellow, blue, and I must have put hundreds of hours into each. I think the one I put the most into was Crystal. I must have put, you know, 300, 400, if not more hours into that. I literally, I had... So, you know, you had the boxes in your PC in Pokemon. So yeah. you go to the PC and you had box one, box two. I had three boxes of level 100s on my Crystal. I just used to constantly train level 100s. And it just never got boring. It never got boring. I must have beat the Elite Four about a thousand times. <laughs> but yeah, I really got into that. When you got like 150 Pokemon, or more at that point, you've got so mm. much replayability. Oh, for sure. You know. I got years I got years out of those games. What's your number one then? Your first on your list, sorry. What, so, so my most iconic character? Yeah. So yeah, so I've tried to mix it up and some kind of iconic game characters that come to mind. There's a lot of them. One stands out and it played a big role in a transition for me as well. So just to clarify, I wasn't transitioning from a man to a woman or a woman to a man. <laughs> My taste in games were transitioning. Um, and that is Pyramid Head from Silent Hill 2. So I played that game when I was little bit too young I think I was about 12 or 13 and I remember starting Silent Hill 2 and I struggled so hard to play that game because I loved it I really wanted to carry on but it scared the shit out of me I had some really bad nightmares from that game and that was just from Pyramid Head the scene when you first see him in the game sticks in my mind now I love him you know he's he's, he's my hero <laughs> but as a character he was so fleshed out in my imagination. He scared the shit out of me. And Silent Hill 2 is, well, I've told you before, it's one of my favourite games of all time. But uh, as a standout character, Pyramid Head definitely takes takes number one for me. So was it the look of him? Or was it just the game was good? It's just it? it's just everything. It's just his aura. It sounds crazy. But just when he's in the scene, it's just mesmerising in a terrifying way. And he looks nothing like any other kind of villain as well. He's just, yeah really really creeped me out and something about him just stuck with me is there an actual backstory to how he become that character so he yeah so he well he isn't actually real he's essentially he's a figment of imagination for the main character of Silent Hill 2 oh right uh, he kind of invent, he invented Pyramid Head inside his head to kind of punish himself for what he'd done which was you know he murdered his wife but spoiler alerts but yeah Pyramid Head is basically a figment of his it's like a psychotic episode he's having, basically. And Pyramid Head is like the embodiment of him wanting to punish himself. It's pretty deep for a... <laughs> pretty deep, isn't it, for a Wednesday afternoon? Jesus. At least they give him backstory, though. Not just like a figment or anything. Yeah, he wasn't just a random enemy. He had a bit of story to him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So these are in no particular order. Yeah. And I've tried to... I've tried to put in some characters which... They're not staples of a generation, okay? But I've put in here characters which were iconic. Okay? I think we might have two or three the same. Unless you've gone... No, I don't think we will. Yeah, Unless you've gone for a complete outside. I'll start off with probably what I consider to be the lower, lower on the list. But um, when I was playing Fallout, there was a character which stood out for me. Um, and I thought he was actually quite fresh and unique, if I'm honest. And um, that was... Mr. Nick Valentine. 
So I've gone for a bit of like a, an outsider. It's not like, um, for those of you who are fans of the Fallout series, I found this particular like companion, the backstory of him was like just really interesting. I could He was like my number one companion throughout the entire series, if I'm honest. And um, I just found myself more and more getting involved with like his detective stories and some of his back, like some of like the way he's set up as well is quite interesting because obviously he's like this synth, right? And they're obviously the enemy of the game, and um, you've got this guy who's like converted into a detective, and it's just—I don't know—I I feel like for a Fallout fan, I just thought it was really refreshing. And um, from that particular game standpoint, I thought he was quite like iconic. So I find that really interesting. I find that really, really interesting because um, I really didn't like Fallout Four. I thought it was probably the weakest Fallout game I've played. So it's really, really interesting to. To hear that he's so high up in your list, it's good. It's it's good to have different opinion for sure. Yeah, I thought Nick Valentine. Um, was a, a but I'm nice surprised role. by that. I'm surprised. No, completely, completely. I mean, yeah, if yeah. I think of a Fallout character, one that stood out is probably Mr. House from from New Vegas. I think that's a big part of this as well. Is memories and nostalgia, if 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 they're very vivid, sometimes they're better than the actual thing. Oh yeah, I mean, this is all personal. This is all personal opinion. So yeah, I know completely. But I think that what, what I'm getting at is, I think if I tried to play Fallout 3 now, I think I might struggle because I don't know if it's aged very well. And I think the memories you have of these games are sometimes better than the actual like playing the game now. It, does that make sense, what, what I'm getting at? Yeah, for sure. Because I think I've tried it. I've tried a few things recently. Like There's a game on the PS1 called 40 Winks. So I'm going off topic here. But just an example... 40 Winks on the PS1. I absolutely adored that game. Tried playing it recently on an emulator and I couldn't play it. And in my head, I'd built it up to be this amazing game. And when I tried to play it, I just found it boring. <laughs> it's quite a weird one there. Um, hmm. Anyway, went went for the tangent there. Apologies. So you're I'm number gonna do, two. I'm going to do two at the same time because I think they come hand in hand. Mine are... Actually, I'm going to save them. I'm going to save them just in case. I'm going to save them to the end because I don't want to steal one of yours. So my, my next one um, is a duo, and that is Ratchet and Clank, actually. Okay. Ratchet and Clank. I had I didn't have a lot of games on the PS2 when I first had it, but one of the games I did have was the first Ratchet and Clank. And it's just a really, really fun platformer, and I just really like kind of their relationship and the banter between them. And yeah, Ratchet and Clank. I did play quite a few platformers on the on the PS2, like, you know, like Jack and Daxter, and obviously they had a Crash Bandicoot game. And but uh, I I really like what I done with Ratchet and Clank. It felt quite original, you know, going between each planet in the spaceship and upgrading your weapons. And it was just a really fun game. You could sink some time into. Yeah, easy going. Exactly. Yeah. Did, did you play it at all, Ratchet and Clank? Yeah, I played the first three. Um, yeah, yeah. I was even though I enjoyed them and finished them all. Um, I was much more a fan of Jack and Daxter. Um, yeah, Jack and Daxter was decent. I felt like they were the PlayStation sort of duo, if that makes sense. I just felt like they were the better two to be. I feel like because, mainly because I think um, it was a bit darker as well, which I enjoyed more. When you get to the end, uh, when you get to the the end of um, Jack and Daxter two, um, there's like a real moment of like terror, and that stuck with me, which is where this race called the Metalheads invades the city and it actually happens in the game and they're they're then sort of clashing with like different races throughout the city 
even after you finish the main story, they're still around these clashes and stuff, and it's really interesting. Um, so I've always found them. I, I think the games for me were better. That's all. No, that's fair. So are they on your list? No. Are they not? No, no. Wow, I, I've honestly thought Jack. I thought Jack might have been on your list. Yeah, I mean, there's a few on here. So my next one. Right, my next one is. So I don't know if you ever played Call of Duty, Sam. I don't think you've really played much of them. But I played Modern Warfare 2. I didn't play the first Modern Warfare. So there's a cat there's a, um, a player. I gave it away there. Captain Price is the uh my second. Um obviously like SAS, which is good because we're English and we like the SAS. Um, <laughs> but he's a quite his whole like trilogy in Modern Warfare 1, 2 and 3 as well as the remastered version. I feel like people just know who he is like from just the voice and the get-go. Like there's no like debate as to you know, when you play as the SES, it was always the better missions as well. Um, so yeah, Captain Price, iconic. So were you quite into Call of Duty? One, two, and three Modern Warfare, as I was, for sure. Um, I played World War, um, which was good, but for me, the Modern Warfare ones were were really like it's true what they say. They were like they really pushed Call of Duty forward, like into the, like the next zone. If I'm honest, like um, before that, it was always World War Two games, but the modern warfare ones really like basically gave it its identity. It's like its new identity. So, did you ever play a game on a PS2 called Medal of Honor? Yeah, yeah. So that was what good. What happened can, to that? It was good. They still make them, but they don't. They don't. Um, they didn't really break away from the World War Two games. And for me, um, Medal of Honor Frontline was the best Medal of Honor game out there. Um, and it never really got better than that. It it didn't quite. I mean, Rising Sun was good. Um, even European Assault was actually quite good because I finished European Assault. But after that, it tended to sort of... I wanted something new. If they had gone to modern, Medal of Honor, like a modern version of it, it would have been much better, but they stuck with the World War Two stuff. And, you know, it's good to a point, but you need to make it fresh. Different, different frontiers, different environments. There's been plenty more conflict since then. So if they want to do it and make it realistic, they can just use something modern. But they stuck with the old routine and... Um, so yeah, it sort of faded away, I suppose, towards the end. What was the Call of Duty where there was the airport scene? You know, the one so that's shoot, um, shoot Modern Warfare route. 2. Modern Warfare that's 2. Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, that's yeah. one I played. That's one I'm remembering now. Because you can choose to skip that whole part, can't you? Yeah, if you're not into like... Um, or if you've got Killing like, um, innocent people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it, that's the thing. It's a game, in it? So like, if you don't like too much violence in your game, then that's fine. You can skip the level. But there was a... a there was a similar thing in number three where they you said you can you could um, cut a particular cutscene out, which was basically a bombing in London, um, and you see this girl get blown up by a bus, basically. And um, similar thing, you can skip it. I mean, part of, I'm not I'm not going to get too political, but part of this is separating yourself, realizing that it is a game. It's not real, you know. If you're going to enjoy, but if, but if you don't enjoy violence, that's fine. But part of me says you should be playing Call of Duty. So <laughs> yeah, um, this is it. This you know, is it. But, yeah, there was that option. I'm going to give my next character a little bit of a backstory before I reveal him. So, All right. at the start of this episode, we spoke about a bit of nostalgia, didn't we? About games that we grew up with um, Yeah. in our childhoods into our adulthoods. And a big part of that was a game called uh, Soul Calibur. And it was a game that me and you played during college a lot. Um, and I did play this game on the PS1 and the PS2, 
but I didn't discover my love for it properly until Soul Calibur 4 on the Xbox 360, and that was with you. And a character that stands out and still does up until Jesus yesterday Christ. for me is uh, Siegfried, mate. Siegfried, the German prince, the German uh, <laughs> German royalty. Now, I absolutely adore him. I, f- I fucking love fighting games, as you know. I'm very competitive, which goes against me sometimes. So fighting games, naturally, I've always been drawn to them. But the number one fighting game still is, no question, Soul Calibur. And the best character from those games, without a doubt, is Siegfried, as I'm sure you'll agree, Tom. Debatable. Debatable. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I think he, he's, he's in this list for a few reasons. I think, first of all, he just looks quality. And he's, you know, he's the best character in the game, like I said. But second of all, I think what that symbolises from kind of me growing up as well, because I really miss those days. I really, really miss those days. Like when we could just literally wake up, play some play some games, you know, you didn't have anything to worry about. You had no responsibility. We weren't really working, you know, we had part-time jobs, so we had a lot of time to ourselves and still living at home and just a, a time of no responsibilities. And uh, I do miss those days in a way. Same time, it's nice to be growing up, obviously, but... Your reactions yeah. definitely change over time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That takes me about five minutes to press a button. I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much if I didn't have someone to sort of batter. Well, this is it. This is it. It's exactly the same. I mean, I, I think... Mean, that... You get joy out of constantly winning, don't you? Well, it's just... It's just... My, my, my nature is really, you know, I'm really competitive. And in case you haven't mentioned it about 20 times already, but... Like you said, it's when you're playing it with someone and you're constantly trying to one-up each other. It just makes it that much more enjoyable. It's like something to strive to, almost. And I'm still like that now. Even like when we go for a run. like Mentally, even if I'm absolutely fucked, I can't let you overtake me because I have to beat you. <laughs> it's just... I love it, mate. I love it. I miss the early days of Soul Calibur 4 where you were sort of a little worm and I could smash you easily. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well though I think the the character creation for Soul Calibur before I think was brilliant that was all Star know. Wars characters as well yeah I just thought the amount of extras in the creation mode was, was brilliant and what you could do with some of them for a, for a game on the Xbox 360 it's like over 10 years ago that's going yeah, back yeah. quite a while um, I thought it was brilliant mate yeah Siegfried my third okay so for those of you who know me it's always been a bit of a toss-up between these two characters. Um, Sam prefers the latter, but I've always found Spyro the Dragon to be... It means so much to me, that game. Um, I think I actually, like... So I've played it through as an adult, the remastered version, the whole trilogy three times, 100%ed every single one. Like, for me, it's just so easy. And it, like... Not the game easy, but I mean easy just to play it. It's easy to sit down. The music is really good for those of you like who play Spyro. The, the music was really good, and even I'll, I'll give that a sort of kudos to Crash Bandicoot as well. The music is really good on some levels, um, but I don't know what it is like collecting gems and stuff. The dragons, like the story. I, I just found, I think because it's ingrained in my brain as a child, it will always have a place. Like I couldn't not have Spyro the Dragon. For me, I mean, again, this is all personal opinion. It's my it's my top five iconic characters, um, or most notable, should I say? But Spyro the Dragon for me has an actual section in my brain, you know, de- dedicated to it. And 
I just really enjoyed the story, if I'm honest. It's such an easy game to play. Yeah, it's it's almost like a perfect game in some ways. The first one, I would say, definitely. It's I can't I can't think of a way to improve it. No, and um and there's a reason they remastered them because they're popular, you know. So I was actually playing Spyro last night on my Switch. I was just chilling out on the sofa and uh, yeah, I was thinking to myself, this music is fucking good because I had my earphones in, so it was like quite decent sound quality, and uh, yeah, the soundtrack's amazing for that first game. It is, yeah, yeah, and um, it's got some really good mechanics in it as well. It had like um, just little things like catching the thieves. It had um, speed runs. You had like the flying uh, levels as well. Yeah, fl- yeah, yeah, yeah. Had pretty good bosses for each sort of like world you went to. I don't know, like um, the home worlds were really good as well. Yeah, they were. They were. What's your favorite one from the trilogy? Number one is it has a special place, but I enjoyed number two for the story. But number one is is unbeatable. Yeah, I would agree completely. I would agree. Yeah, one, one, one is the best. I think three. They tried to do quite a few different things in three, didn't they? Like the skateboarding and stuff like that. Yeah, so I sort of enjoyed that a little bit because, like, it's it, progression would make it do that sort of thing. And um, I found some of the challenges in number two really hard, actually. Like um, when because they change it from getting dragons to getting orbs to then number three. Got, like, to that get football. Dragonings. One that stands out for me in two is the football one where you've got to play foot- football on the ice. Yeah, yeah, ice hockey. That's really tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm saying, I mean, so number two was more challenging, and it and it had more like rewards and stuff, and that it improved the characters. But number one is still iconic for me. So, no, for sure, for sure, mate. Spyro well, the Dragon. Yeah, so Spyro was on my list. So, uh, but uh, yeah, much the same reasons as you, mate. I mean, I won't go over it again. But yeah, like you said, mate, brilliant game. You can't really fault it. You can't really fault it at all. Um, so someone that you alluded to was uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I've loved Spyro and Crash for a long time, still do, but for me, Crash just takes, he just takes it. He just gets past the finish line for me. I just think, when you ask me about my childhood games, yeah, the first person that comes to mind is Crash Bandicoot. The first game that comes to mind is Crash Bandicoot 3. Um, and like you said, you could just sit and play these games over and over and over. So much replayability. Such a simple idea, you know, going from different worlds on a little platform, going up and down. Yeah. Each level, you've got time trial, gems, crystal. What more do you need? It's just such a fun game. Just really fun times, you know, I look back on fondly. And I forget how old they are, you know. I forget how old. That's like the early 1990s he came out, and it's just like, well, that's the thing as well. It's like three buttons, jump, spin, and slide. And that's it, isn't it? That's all you needed. Ni- 1996, Crash Bandicoot came out. Yeah, it's mental. Which is fucking crazy. And yeah, I absolutely love it, mate. I just think you can't really beat it. When I think of PlayStation, I think of Crash Bandicoot. I think that's probably why, like, there's a little bit of, like, a similar trend here because, like, Spyro, obviously, yeah, went into different worlds as well. And Crash Bandicoot, you have different worlds. Every, every level's a different world. I think there is like that thing. I think that's probably what makes it so enjoyable as well. It's like some of them you're riding polar bears, some of them you're swimming, you know. Yeah, you can just get lost, can't you? It's like in, use your imagination. And as a kid, obviously, that's, that's quite a big part of your childhood. Yeah. Number one was a really challenging game as well. One's hard. <laughs> one, one is, is really not easy. Hard. Yeah, yeah. So you one's know. actually probably, if you think about the trilogy, one's probably my least favourite. I still love it. But it's my least favourite. See, I think that's why 
see, I started with Crash Bandicoot 1 when I was very, very young. And then I think very soon after, my dad brought me number two. And um, two was a standout game for me. But um, obviously you start with one, which is why I feel like Spyro got the edge in this one for me. So I would agree Spyro 1 is better than Crash Bandicoot 1, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100% there. No doubt about that. Crash Bandicoot 3 is better than number 3 for Spyro. Number 2, oh god. I, I've got to go, yeah, I've got to go Crash Takes 2 and 3 for me, but Spyro 1, and it's to be fair, it's all about number 1, and I think the first Spyro is better than the first Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. I definitely would agree with that. Go on then, let's see your last one. Let's see your last So... This is my this is my number four. So my number four. Uh, did you have Spyro on your list as well? By the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll just say my I'll just say my last one because we all know I like Kratos. All right. So I won't mention Kratos again. He's on the list. But the true iconic character from games over the last twenty years for me has been the Master Chief on Halo. Do you know what? I completely forgot. Yeah, completely and, forgot about um, him. Fair play. So I uh, I got into Halo at number number one, but very back end of number one. I was I was watching it with a mate who was playing the game, and I was like, "Bloody hell, what's this?" Like, and uh, it started really with the um, the multiplayer in Halo Two, right? And I've never seen anything like it, right? The community was good, the maps were good, the guns were so balanced. That like the ranking system wasn't like play as long as you want and get the highest rank it didn't play like that it played like the old school which is where you work hard you get a rank and you work up from there right and i really love that way of playing i hate the fact that every sort of like every player can now just get the best rank because they did more time on the game it shouldn't work that way it should be the best players get the best rank right and so like halo was like that it had lone wolves it had all these amazing playlists but the main character in all these games like the multiplayer was icing on the cake, right, for me. But the main sort of foundations of this game was the story. And I'll tell you what, the Halo 1, 2 and 3 storylines and Halo Reach as well, ODST, you know, they are absolutely phenomenal for me. The story was amazing. I was so into it, right? And it's the only reason I'll be getting Halo 6, not because of the multiplayer, even though like the multiplayer in 2 and 3 was outstanding, it's the story. I want to. I want to finish the story. It has such like Master Chief is is an iconic. He is the reason Xbox made so many profit. Like I swear to God, it's like Halo pushed the Xbox forward. Yeah, hand, hand in hand. I would definitely like, agree. Like honestly, it was on the launch number three. It was in number two. Like obviously, the, the original Xbox had Halo one and two. For me, it made the Xbox. There is like a genuine argument to say that halo was the xbox because honestly yeah, sure. it's such a for big sure. big brand i mean when i think of when i think of xbox i do think of i, I think of halo master chief for sure i mean he's not iconic on you know in my childhood growing up but i would say as as far as iconic characters go he's definitely one of the, mo- the most iconic in the world definitely he got 100%. so many awards for music and stuff like that and um oh. have you heard the guitar solo for Halo 2. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's like, it's Jesus, really man. It's like, fuck. But and I'll tell you what. some some Breaking Benjamin in there as well, aren't they? 
yeah so that was one of the and they, yeah yeah no honestly and you can get that now on the remastered <laughs> version you go into the it's like you're right at the end of this level called grave mind on halo 2 it is one of the hot i mean halo 2 is the hardest halo if you're one of these people who don't know legendary like me right i know what you've been like, through like mate. me yeah honestly i know what you've been through mate and it's fucking hard and fair play to you i'd give you a handshake but um yeah, honestly, you go into this room at the end, hunters, brutes, elites, the flood, they all sort of pour in and you hear this like guitar solo from Breaking Benjamin back in the day. On the remastered, you can still do it if you switch it back to the old graphics, but it was just insane. Like, it had everything right. And I, I was invested in the story, like millions of other people, right? And it means something to me to know what the ending's like. It means something to me. So the fact that it's actually like I'm interested in the ending after six games... Yeah, sure. No, fair enough. I mean, I really got into the multiplayer side of Halo 3 um, and ODST and Reach, actually, as well. But I never really got invested in the story. I I mean, I don't want to offend you. I found it quite boring. (laughs) But that's the beauty of having different opinions. That's the beauty of it. Um, And, yeah, like, there's so many people that have the same beliefs as you, like, Halo, Halo is definitely an iconic game, and Master Chief is definitely an iconic character. I definitely would agree with you there. Um, I mean, some some characters that it's you know worth mentioning, I guess, that aren't high up in my you know beliefs, but some iconic characters in general. You've got people like Sonic and Super Mario. Obviously, that they're, they're pretty big. Um, so yeah, I feel like we've sort of done a little bit of a disservice to Nintendo here. For me, I was going to have Link on there. Yeah, so that's that's a really good shout. Yeah, really really good shout. Link and even Zelda. I mean, I know there's a lot of fanboys that like Zelda. Yeah, I mean, um, so that's an iconic game, and that that probably did the same sort of thing for the Nintendo 64 with Ocarina of Time moving the Nintendo yeah. forward. Yeah, that sure. that that along with Goldeneye and um, some of the Mario games and stuff. But yeah, well, this is it. They all have their foundations. They they all have their games that started them off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Xbox uh, obviously later than the PS. PlayStation, but you know, a lot of people talk about um, Sonic from their childhood. Yeah, I never really played Sonic much like on the Sega. I, I mean, I, I never had a Sega. But I got a lot of friends that did. Hmm. No, I didn't play anything um, Sonic related. I the only Sonic game I got was on PlayStation Two, and they released a um, a game called Sonic Heroes, and you can yeah. play as Fox and Knuckles and. Um, I think yeah, Shadow yeah, yeah. was in there, maybe. Yeah, but, I remember. But that was the only game I played. I had too much you. I, I, I was struggling with it, but that's because I didn't grow up with it. So, well, this is it. This is it. Um, I mean, Super Mario. There's some brilliant Super Mario games I played, like Super Mario Sunshine. I think actually, I think my favourite is probably a Game Boy game, uh, Super Mario Land and the Six Gold Coins. That was brilliant. Yeah. That was brilliant. Um, it looked really like appealing, the old Nintendo sixty four. I remember playing hours playing Goldeneye. You know, yeah, that yeah, was such yeah, a yeah. good game. And Pokemon Stadium. Yeah, Pokemon Stadium. I mean that was a good one. Um Super Smash Bros was a big one for me as well. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure, for sure. So I never actually owned the Nintendo sixty four. I only ever played it with friends growing up and then I remember we we, we played Jamie's as well a few few years back, didn't we? Yeah, and um it's one of those things you can sort of go back to, and and to be honest, they're probably still quite popular now. I reckon. Yeah, they're quite expensive. I never. One of the things that get gets me is that um, so often there'd be problems with the cartridges, and literally, it's it's flown through 
to today's standard where it's the same thing as turn it off and on again. It's like blowing the cartridge, smash it back in, and yeah, it worked. Yeah, I remember those days in the Game Boy. Yeah, just blow the cartridge. Oh, there's dust in there, and it somehow worked. It probably had nothing to do with the blowing technique, but it worked every time, you know. Looking back, I think that's probably my favourite games console, the Game Boy Colour. Mine was the PlayStation 2 by a long shot. Yeah, PS2 is brilliant. I spent so much time on that with my brother, playing things like Time Splitters, playing things like Tyler Tasmanian Tiger. Oh yeah, that was brilliant. That's a good shout, to be fair. That's the guy that had the boomerang, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and um, there was just loads of like nice games for that, and it Maximo's lasted for ages. Another good one. Yeah, Burnout series was good, the cars and stuff. Um, yeah, it just had some really, really good games. Some really good games. I still play it today. I still got, got a PS2, I still play it today, I still play Burnout. That's really? Burnout 2, yeah, honestly, like, it's quality. Me and, me and my brother have real, like, proper... Because we're still really good at it. We played that game for so long. <laughs> it was, it's probably the only car game I absolutely love, which is Burnout. Games, they capture us all. Yes, they do, mate, they do. Game films and 90s nostalgia, mate. SNT, in a nutshell. So that has been our most iconic video games characters. Yeah, we'll see you at the weekend. Cheers for listening. Cheers. Cheers.